Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, and I'm alongside Joey Nagel. What's up? Uh, Red Sox, they're actually doing pretty well. They've won six straight games. Five. They've won five straight games. Right. Yeah. Five. Yeah, they just swept the Orioles, which, um, I don't know. Does that mean anything? It does, because they beat a team that they're supposed to beat. That's true. That's a good point, yeah. But, I mean, like, watching the Orioles play, they are barely a professional baseball team. Oh, yeah, no, it's, they're, they're hard to watch. Like, they, they, <laughs> they come back to take the lead in that last game of the series, and then they end up still losing. Well, they were going to lose 8-3, to three, but then Josh Smith happened. So they lost 8-5, yeah. or 8-6, to six, but still. I mean, <laughs> they just completely blew that one. Yeah, like, there's no excuse for them not to win it, really. Well, except for the fact that they don't have a good professional baseball player on their team other than Trey Mancini. Yeah, uh, besides the fact that they are the Baltimore Orioles, they have no excuse for losing that game. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because they had multiple base runners. They had base runners every inning except for the second, I think. They only managed to scrape together three runs through nine. Like, I don't know. It was very encouraging uh, the way that the Red Sox won that game because it was very similar to how they would win games in 2018 when they were down. When they were down in 2018, you could never count them out. They always found a way to come back and win it. And that's kind of what happened in that game with Marco Hernandez with the clutch homer in the ninth to tie it. Um, Rafael Devers to take the lead, which we eventually added on to. That game, I know it was the Baltimore Orioles, but that was similar to a 2018 win. Yeah, it was. And like I mentioned, Marco Hernandez had that game-tying homer. He has been amazing for us since getting called back up to the big leagues. He struggled with those injuries. He had that injury in 2017 that put him out for 18 months, something like that. He hit that homer. It was his first homer in over 1,000 games. I forget the exact number. I think it was like 1,142, something like that. But, yeah. yeah, he's been amazing for us. And I think he just took Eduardo Nunez's job. Oh, yeah, for sure. I keep saying it. Nunez, Nunez has to be scared because he, he like, clearly does not have a spot on this team anymore. And yeah. he's not playing well to keep his name in the lineup or keep his name in the question for remaining on the team. Yeah. Right now, Marco Hernandez is just better in every way. He's younger. He's faster. He's better at defense. Uh, he probably hits better than Nunez at this point. So, I mean, yep. yeah, he's, he's great. The only, I think the only thing Nunez has on him, and this isn't necessarily a good thing, is that Nunez can pretty much get to any pitch. But that's, well, it's a blessing and a curse because yeah. he has three walks on the year. Yeah, he swings at everything. It's ridiculous. It, it's horrible. Like, he's swinging at pitch, pitches that the catcher isn't even catching. They're so far out of the zone or down in the dirt. If anybody were to hit the, hit a ball off the ground, it'd be Eduardo Nunez. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, this this Orioles series was very encouraging, even though it was the Orioles. And even the two games before that, too, against the Rangers. I mean, it's good to see the Red Sox winning games against the teams they're supposed to, like you said earlier on. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that's the key to success in a season. Also, one quick thing on Nunez. His OPS is, I think, over 100 points lower than Jackie Bradley. 
Yikes. It's That's bad. what I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we'll get to this later, but Jackie's starting to catch fire. But Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Jackie's OPS is 683. Eduardo's is 522. Jeez. Yeah. That's, um, that's ugly. I don't, yeah. I don't think Eduardo Nunez is going to finish this season with the team. No, at this point. I, I'd, be, I'd be shocked. I mean, we have Mitch Moreland and Steve Pierce both coming back. And then Chavis can move back to second. And we have Brock Holt. We have Marco Hernandez. There's no place for Eduardo Nunez. Oh yeah, for sure. There is. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have a spot. And unless somebody gets injured, um, he'll continue to not have a spot. And once we get everybody back healthy, he's screwed. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting too. The Red Sox just signed Chris Owings today, who's yeah. a very, very similar player to Eduardo Nunez. He's yeah. a right-handed utility guy, so. Like, people are kind of, like, overreacting to this, saying, like, oh, why'd they sign him or whatever, or whose job is he going to take? He's a utility player who hit 133 with a 415 OPS and 145 plate appearances before getting released by the Royals. He is nothing but a depth move. Like, he's not going to be starting games at the Major League level. He's probably not even going to be on the Major League team at any point this season. Isn't he a good defender? I'm pretty sure he's a good defender. Yeah, he's a pretty good defender, and he's yeah. got speed. Yeah, that's right. So the only people on the Red Sox this year that have a lower OPS than Eduardo Nunez are Steve Pierce in 29 games, Sam Travis in eight games, Dustin Pedroia in six games, and then Hector Velasquez, Marcus Walden, David Price, and Rick Porcello. Wait, David Price is, actually has a higher OPS. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. yeah, yeah, he kind of he kind of sucks. The one thing he has been good at though is he's had some pretty clutch moments off the bench. Yes, he has. I think that's really the only thing he's good for at this point. It's the only thing keeping him on the keeping him here right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy I want to talk about who could be coming back soon, Stephen Wright. I think he's eligible to return uh, June twenty fourth, twenty fifth, sometime around there. So he's it's coming up. Um, what can we expect from him? Like, could he actually contribute to this horrible bullpen? I I think I think he will act. He he probably will be on the roster when he get when he's reinstated. But yeah, um, I don't like him anymore. I really don't. <laughs> I just like, he screwed us, and he knew. Well, I shouldn't say he knew it. I he knew what he was doing. That, that's like a gray area, but. It's upsetting because even if he pitches well, there's there isn't much of a point because he won't be able to help us down the road in the postseason. Exactly, that's a very good point right there. He cannot help us in the postseason. He could help get us there, but he that's won't true. help us there. But I'm I think that's what the Red Sox need is someone to help get there. Because once we're in the postseason, that's when we can have the four man rotation and Evaldi or maybe Rodriguez in the bullpen. So. Yeah. Having right in the regular season to lead up to that could be a, like more helpful than having him in the bull, in the bullpen in the postseason. So I think he can actually contribute when he comes back. Um, we're in desperate need of pitching at this point. I am tired of seeing guys like Travis Lakins, Josh Smith, Josh Taylor. It would be nice to have a experienced major league pitcher back with this team. And we just got Hector Velasquez back today, which is good. Getting Stephen right, I think he's not the same Hector. I think he's 
nothing more than a depth guy as well. He's still better than point. he's still better than some of these minor leaguers we're bringing. Yeah, up. yeah, no, don't get me wrong, he is better, but yeah, like, yeah, he's, I don't think he's still not great. I don't think he should be starting games. I think he should be more of a bullpen guy. I don't like him as a starter at all. Yeah, well, it's just because we have an open spot in the uh, in the rotation. Yeah, man, I cannot wait to get Avaldi back. I'm so tired of not knowing who's going to start that fifth day and then throwing some random guy out there. Ivaldi's coming back soon, right? Or soon-ish? Well, he started throwing, and then he had some soreness and got shut down. But as of today, he played catch, so he's throwing a little bit again. All right. Not much, but it's progress. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like we're probably going to get him back after the All-Star break. I don't think we'll get him back before it. It we'll makes sense start. to get him back after the All-Star break anyway. Yeah, he might start rehabbing um, before it, but yeah, I don't see him coming back to the Red Sox before the All-Star break. Yeah, but like I said, I want to circle back to this. Um, Travis Lakins, Josh Smith, Josh Taylor, I'm so sick of seeing these guys pitching in games. It rem- just, it's spring training. Yeah, it's it ridiculous. Sucks. It's ridiculous, these guys that were rolling out there. Josh yeah. Smith comes in in an 8-3 to game, gives up three runs to the Orioles to actually make it like a competitive game. It's, and what I don't understand is Cora's usage of these guys. He's having Josh Smith warm up in a tie game. He's having him come in when we have a one-run lead to close it out. He just got a save the other day. Like, I don't understand why he's using these guys in these spots when they have other guys available. Well, he was kind of forced into using Smith the other day for the save because Heath Hembry, which was kind of strange, but yeah. I'd rather have a hurt Heath Hembry pitching than Josh Smith. Yeah, well, the Red Sox wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But even yesterday, or whenever it was, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yeah, yesterday. yesterday. Um, Matt Barnes. Why not put Matt Barnes in? He wasn't available. Why? He had thrown like thirty something pitches the night before. He's fine. He used to be a starter. Yeah, Barnes has been shaky recently, though. He has. I don't trust I don't anyone know. in this bullpen except Workman right now. Well, if I'm being honest, I, you know, I've never trusted Matt Barnes in like big moments. Like, yeah, I've never, I, I would never trust him to be the closer. He's a, he's a perfect setup, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the problem with our team is we have like two or three great setup men, but no closer for them to set up. Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah, speaking but... of that open rotation spot, I really wish Darwinson could control had had better control. Yeah, he can punch guys out left and right, but he struck out the side to start that game that he started the other. He had seven strikeouts and five walks or something like that. Six yeah. walks maybe. Yeah, and he's just not ready yet. No, he's not. I mean, we finally promoted him to Triple A, and so we're not keep calling him up from Double A. That's good. But yeah, but he still needs that minor league time to work on his control. He's just not major league ready yet. Like I w- it was cool to see him in the major leagues. He had some success in the major leagues. But he still has some stuff to work out in the minor leagues. But, I mean, the fact that we had to call him up and put him in situations like that shows how desperate we are for good starting pitching right now. Yeah. In the bullpen, though, one guy I want to talk about who one of my followers brought to my attention yesterday, shout out uh, James Conley. So this guy's name is Trevor Kelly. He's a 25-year-old relief pitcher in the Red Sox organization with Pawtucket, 
who's leading like the minor leagues and reliever all-star votes or something. Um, he has a 110 ERA and 116 whip so far this season, and a and lefties are batting 093 against him. Why is this guy not in the major leagues? Um, I I don't I don't know because there's been no talk about him about on the like by the Red Sox or by Nesson or anything. So it's almost like they're not paying attention to him. Yeah, I'd never even heard of this guy until this fan, until my follower brought it up to me, and he's amazing. Like he's, he's like Pat Neshek. Yeah, he pitches that exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like this guy is like having success for this one time in his career. He has a career two three five ERA in about four seasons in the minors. So he's been consistently good in the minors, yet we've never given him a shot. And looking no at sense. his stats, he was good in spring training for us. Like, I didn't even know this guy existed, but apparently he was good in spring training. He's not on the 40-man roster. That's the first step. Get him there. And then call him up. I Like, he's better than Travis Lakins. He's better than Josh Taylor. He's better than these guys. Why are we not giving this guy a shot? This is what we need. For sure. It makes, it makes no sense. I don't even know. I bet Dombrowski doesn't even know that he has this guy in the organization. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is his strikeout-to-walk ratio is what it's like seven to seven to three so you know it's it's not bad but he, i guess he's not a strikeout pitcher so yeah i, I guess it like seven to three isn't too bad i think and, that's fine for us too because yeah. the majority of the guys in our bullpen are supposed to be strikeout guys so it'd be fine to get a guy who's just getting ground balls or outs other ways whatever he'd be great yeah we need for like, sure we need this guy in the major leagues as soon as possible. We need to find, it, we need to like email Dombrowski or something. Yeah. Bring definitely. this guy to his attention. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, work on that. Yeah. Is there, I'm looking on baseball reference. Is there any way to figure out what his velo is? Um, Maybe not. If you go to, hold on, let me look him up. If you look oh. on socksprospects.com, they have it, I think. Oh, yeah, his fastball, it says, is, uh, yeah, he doesn't really have much velocity. It says his fastball tops out at 89, and his slider tops out around 77. That's a good difference, though. A 77-mile-an-hour slider can be pretty devastating. Yeah. It has a slurvy, sweepy, horizontal movement. Yeah, I mean, he seems great. Yeah, his numbers say it. he'd be better than half the people in our bullpen right now. He would, no doubt. Yeah. Like, when I first saw this guy's stats last night, I was genuinely upset that he was not on the Red Sox pitching for us. We I gotta mean, get he, can move, he can put moving on, movement on the ball. It's pretty nasty. Yeah, he's got, like, that submarine arm angle, too. That's yeah, just... he gets tail away from lefties into righties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a nasty sinker that he can get up in the zone too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Dombrowski's doing, but he's he's got to get him up there. Um, speaking of a GM who did something, the Yankees uh, traded for Edwin and Carnacion. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they need him, but there's another DH for their lineup of DHs. It's just depth. I mean. That lineup is, like, that's a legitimately scary lineup. And they're probably going to have Urshela available off the bench. 
who I think is kind of a fluke this year. I don't think he's a 300 hitter, mm-hmm. but he can get you a knock every once in a while when you need it. It's ridiculous what their potential lineup is. LeMahieu leading off, Judge second, Stanton third, Sanchez fourth, Encarnacion fifth, Voigt sixth, Hicks, Gregorius, Torres. That is ridiculous, all the homers and the damage they're going to do. Yeah. They just like, need they need their pitching to help them out. And they on true. paper, their pitching should be great, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they play in a Little League park. But mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. They, 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 their pitching isn't very good. They still got to yeah. go out and make a move. And I've seen rumors connecting them to Max Scherzer. I'd cry if they traded for Scherzer. Because that would be so bad. I would hate that. I don't even want to speak that into existence. Yeah, they've been connected to Bumgarner, too. Yeah. I, I can't really you know, see Bumgarner going there and shaving his beard, though. No. He, he, I think he'd also have to trim the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he wouldn't like that. No, I don't think so. He'd look really weird without a beard. The thing I hate most about this trade is Encarnacion is like the, the Red Sox killer, basically. He has amazing stats against the Red Sox, and they specifically got him because they're scared of the Red Sox. Yeah. I love that. We still own all the real estate in Cashman's yeah. head. So, you know, that that's great and all, but um I think he was quoted saying something like he knows he has good stats against the Red Sox and the Red Sox are creeping up like five games out. So Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's a gift that we're still five games out. Or five and a half out of first place. That is a gift. Yeah, I don't really know how that happened. It's weird. It's weird. Like we we still have a shot at the division. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to rule it out. Like, I know we gave our predictions at the beginning of the year. I said we'd win the division. You said the Yankees would. It's not out of the question that we could win it. We still could. I think if we, get, if we can get one or two bullpen arms, if we can call up Kelly and add another arm at the deadline, we're completely in it. I agree. Yeah. We could definitely go on a run late in the summer and find I mean, ourselves first. We're in position to go on a run right now. We got five wins. We're going in against a good team. If we can take two, if we can take two, that's a huge confidence booster. Yeah, going I think forward. I think so. this is a key series for us against the Twins coming up. First game is tonight. Twins are a very good team. They're they're an elite team, and the Red Sox have to prove that they can beat elite teams in addition to teams like the Orioles. Yeah, I mean, if the I think if the Sox can keep the ball in the yard. I think they'll have a they have a great shot because looking forward we have three against the Jays and three against the White Sox, so you know, pretty easy opponents. Yeah. And then that's going into the London series. Yeah, uh, we can get to that in a future episode. Speaking of the London series, the next time the Red Sox and Yankees face each other, it will be in London. June 29th and June 30th, the rivalry goes to England, and Forever Collectibles has some great bobbleheads to commemorate the series. Check out their selection of these special London series bobbleheads and get some while you still can on www.foco.com. That's F-O-C-O. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Get it in you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just go back. I don't want to go back to that Encarnacion thing one more time. They traded some random guy named Juan Fenn or whatever. Like, the Mariners gave the Yankees Edwin and cash considerations 
for this random guy who's not even like in their top prospects, I don't think. Well, like, aren't the Yankees 10. aren't they eating the majority of the money left on Encarnacion's deal? I think I think they are. Yeah, but yeah. Still. Yeah, still. Like I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how <laughs> Cashman pulled that off, but uh, there were definitely better offers on the table. Yeah. By the way, um, Mike Shaw, Shaw, Showerin, Shower, how do you, Showerin, 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 how do you pronounce that? You don't know either? I have no clue how to pronounce it. I've heard it pronounced at least 16 different ways. Yeah. Dave O'Brien you, pronounces it some way. I don't, I, it's definitely not right. Shawarin? What does he say? Shawarin. No, he says like Sharon. I don't know. Yeah. He almost blew it last night, but I, I mean, like him though. Yeah, he's good. I I think we should keep he's one of the few like no names that we should keep in the bullpen. Yeah, definitely. I think he's a he's yeah. a great look too with that big beard and the glasses. I love it. Yeah. His numbers in Pawtucket aren't too encouraging, but you know, so far so good. I think yeah. we should give him we should give him a shot. Let's talk about the Red Sox offense. They've been heating up, which is awesome to see. Early in the season, they were struggling along with the pitching, but um, they finally come around, I think. Everyone's starting to click. Devers has been amazing. Bogarts has been amazing. Um, J.D. Martinez is really heating up. Yeah, he's, he's starting to go on that home runs, that home runs there. Yeah, what was it? like? He had four home runs in the last three games. I think something yeah. like that, or was it five? It was. It might have even been five and no, it wouldn't. No, five four and, and three, four. I think. Yeah, four, four and three. Three. Yeah, he's been awesome. His power is back, so I think that his back is feeling a lot better. I think that back issue that he struggled with for the majority of the beginning of the season, I think that's finally fixed. Um, I don't think these stats are still accurate, but in six games since coming back from his back spasm, J.D. Martinez is nine for twenty-eight. Two doubles, four homers, four walks, 375 average. So, yeah, he's been awesome. And I think his back his back being better is a big part of that. For sure. And then it's weird, though, because our offense is still, like, elite. Like, it is a dangerous offense, but it's different people doing it this year. Yeah. Like, Mookie is not himself. He's, he's looking like 2017 Mookie. I feel like I feel like he's just gonna get hot come the summer months, and he's just gonna go off, go on a run, and just go nuts. Yeah, like this is this is identical. His stats this year are identical to 2017 Mookie. Yeah, but like you said, we have the guys behind him who have been stepping up, like Rafael Devers and Xander Bogarts, who should and both Michael be all stars, but right now we're yeah. nowhere near the top of the voting. Vasquez too. Yeah. Fan voting Ridiculous. is so, so bad. We have to get rid of it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, a popularity contest. They don't actually vote who is deserving. Yeah. Like, Bogarts deserves it 100%. Devers, I mean, he he should be starting at third base, in my opinion. And Vasquez right, yeah. should be backing up Gary Sanchez, a catcher. Yeah. Definitely. And, I, like, I just don't get it. Yeah. J.D. Martinez, is le- at least, is leading DH, which he should be. He should be. He should, he should be winning that every single year. No, mm-hmm. no question. He's like Ortiz, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, it's a popularity contest. Mookie Betts, as we mentioned, is not really having that great of a season. 
yet he's still like fifth in field voting, which is two out of starting. His batting average is 80 points lower this year. Oh my god! Yikes. Well, I mean, he did bat 340, yeah. whatever. So 346, but like, I mean, knowing what he's capable of, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I his- I think. Hitting hitting second for the majority of the year factored into that. But even when he switched back to leadoff, he, he's still finding ways to get on base. But I don't know. He he's still getting on base at a at a lower rate than than uh than years prior. So there's something in his stance that he changed. It looks different this year. Yeah, like, maybe. He's he's it's almost like he's less explosive. Yeah, his hands are up higher and, like, closer to his head and his his uh, left foot's open more. I don't really know what that's all about and if that's even the problem, but, I mean, it looks yeah. weird to me. I don't know what's going on It's almost on a daily thing on Nesson that, it, well, well, it's almost a daily thing in general that Mookie gets a pitch that he would have absolutely clobbered last yeah. year, that he ends up popping up. He's yeah. popping up a lot more this year. I think he might be buying in the launch angle because I think I could be wrong. I think he used to swing down at the ball. Now, now I think he's starting to try swing up or try create launch angle, which I don't like. I don't like all that launch angle stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could also be something in with the way that the pitchers are pitching him because I know he likes the ball down in the zone. And if they're throwing higher up in the zone, that could lead to the pop-ups you were talking about. Yeah. I don't know, but... But he's also, he's also missing inside fastballs that he, yeah. that he would turn around for home runs last year. Yeah, he is. I don't, I don't know what's up with him. May, you know, maybe he just needs to... I think maybe after the All-Star break, I think he might be a little bit refreshed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, like, same thing with 2017. He had to live up to an MLB, M, uh, MVP caliber season. Maybe that's getting in his head yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 2016, he had that. In 2017, he kind of fell off because of that, maybe. And now, could same thing could be happening this season. I'm not sure, but that could be part of it. Just getting up in his head. Yeah, like, in 2017, he hit 264. This year, he's hitting 266. Yeah. Uh, slugging percentage in 2017, 459. This year, 456. So it's very similar. Yeah. But I, he still he drove in 102 runs in 2017. He's driven in 33 in 71 games. So, I mean, he did hit third a little bit in 2017. Mm-hmm. Or for the, didn't he hit third for like the majority of 2017? I think he did. They had. Uh, John Farrell had him fourth sometimes too. I think. Yeah, that's he's <laughs> he, he's a leadoff hitter. Yeah. So, so I don't I don't care too much about RBIs. He's still in the top of the league in runs scored, I believe. So he's still he's doing second his on thing. the Red Sox in runs scored. Yeah, and I think Devers is first, right? Bogarts. Yeah. Oh, Bogarts. Yeah, Bogarts, Betts, Devers. Devers. Yeah. So I I don't I don't know. It's just. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, you know? I'm not too concerned yet. No, I, I'm not. I'm not concerned because I've seen it before. Yeah, I think it's almost in a way okay that he's not really off to a great start because we have Rafael Devers, who's kind of uh, 
He's like putting together Mookie type numbers. He's leading the Red Sox in average. He's up there in homers. He's third in runs scored. He he's first in hits. He's been amazing. Yeah, with with Mookie getting with Mookie being less productive, other players are stepping up. So it it's not really it's not really a problem. I I don't think. And it'll be even that much better when Mookie finally gets hot cuz then we'll have him and all these other guys who've been stepping up. Yeah, like once once Mookie comes around and and Benny Benny has to come around too. It's yeah. strange it's just strange year for him. I I don't yeah. know what's up with him. I think putting him leadoff kind of threw off his season a little bit, but Yeah. I feel like now that he's back in the two hole, he can start to get in a groove. Well, he he was pretty hot last week. So he was, yeah. You know Michael Chavis. Yeah. He's Michael Chavis has also up. been hot. He's yeah. Back. Yeah, there was that like three week stretch where he was just getting high fastballs, but I think he's finally starting to uh he's finally starting to adjust. So I'm not concerned. I think Yeah. I think he's, he's gonna be really solid for the rest of the year. He's nine for his last twenty six with uh two homers, I think. Yeah, two homers. Yeah. He's been great. He should have had one, I think, Saturday. He flew out right to the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's but... good to see that he could break out of that slump. Like, that's a tough thing to do at the major league level when you're a rookie is to have such a great start like he did and then just start slumping and having no answer. It's awesome to see a young player like him break out of that slump and start having success at the plate again. Yeah. Do you think Benny's ever going to hit 20 home runs again? Again? Ever again? Yeah, definitely. He's young. He's got a lot yeah, of years he, he's, and a lot of yeah, potential. Yeah, that's true. But I, it was just weird, you know. He went from 20 home runs in his first full year to then 16 last year. But then again, he had 41 doubles last year as opposed to 26 the year before. He's got to have a breakout season coming up sometime soon. It's just got to next year. Yeah, I mean, he's already a great player. And Absolutely, yeah. A breakout season really makes him elite, so... Yeah, it's got. I, I think it, it's got to be the hair. I mean, he had twenty home runs when he had the hair. He needs to grow that hair back. That is the problem. Yep, yep, for sure, for sure it is. Um, let's get to some listener questions here. All right. First one comes in from, what moves should the Red Sox make uh, at the trade deadline? I think reliever. Absolutely get a reliever. Do you think they should get any position players? Um. No, I I don't. No, second base would be the only position. But now that Marco Chavis. Hernandez is good, yeah. But you got Chavis when Moreland is healthy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so then I think Hernandez, Hernandez, and Holt can platoon on the days that you want to get Moreland off his feet. Yeah, so I think it's just pitching them. A reliever yeah. or two, maybe. We talked about last episode which relievers I think would be a good idea. So, yeah. We're not going to go over that again. Uh, next question, Mr. Clancy, seventeen. Will the Sox show interest in Cody Allen, who was just released? Hmm, that's interesting. That is that is interesting. He used His, to be a very elite closer for the Indians. Yeah, those days are behind him. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know how much he can help us at this point in his career. Yeah, because last year he had a, an ERA of four seventy. Uh, yeah. The year before that, he had an ERA under three, but last year, four seventy. This year, six twenty six. It's only looking like he's on the downward trend. 
already. Yeah. I don't think he's a good idea. He's he's too risky. Maybe he's thirty, so he can turn it around. But maybe if we sign him to a minor league deal. Yeah, a minor league deal would make sense. That could be an option. Yeah. Next question: Do we have anything to trade for bullpen help? It's a good question. Not really. No. Unless somebody wants Eduardo Nunez. <laughs> yeah. Massachusetts Maniac asks, do you think we could catch up with the Yankees? At this point, yes. Yeah, we touched on it before. I think so, too. Although, I do think the Yankees might go on a little bit of a run once they get Stanton back and Judge back, and now Encarnacion. They could go on a bit of a run, but I still think that there's definitely a good chance the Red Sox can catch up to them. So, yeah. Uh, Patrick Franks asks, Xander Bogarts is underrated, yes or no? 100 percent nobody ever talks about him he's so underrated he's he might be like there's a lot of most underrated players in baseball but he might actually be the most underrated player in the mlb yeah he's an elite shortstop he can field he can run he can hit he's one of the best shortstops in the league and no one really gives him credit for that yeah like you hear people talk more about Didi Gregorius when, and he's not even the best shortstop in his own division. Like Bogarts is the best shortstop in the AL East. He's Didi's probably, not even the best shortstop on his team. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the AL, I mean, there's Lindor who is better, and then you yeah. could you could debate Correa. Correa might be when Correa is healthy. I think he is. Yeah, but, I agree. I mean, who else? It's got to be Bogarts. I can't really yeah. think of anyone. He's he's also super consistent. He's get, he's That's true. almost a lock for 40 doubles and 20 home runs. And he's been year. amazing at driving in runs, too. 100 RBI. He drove in more year. runs than Giancarlo Stanton. There you go. I yeah. Mean, nobody talked about that, but it happened. Yeah, definitely, definitely underrated. Red Sox fan 07 says, uh, are you confident going into the series against the Twins? Um, not yeah. exactly. I wouldn't say confident, but I'm feeling am, good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Like coming off the sweep, coming off winning five straight games, they have some momentum, and I think they can definitely carry that into the series, which can help them. So I'm not, I'm not confident because the Twins are such a good team. But I am, I am feeling good going into it. Yeah. I feel the complete opposite of uh, how I felt going into that Yankees series yeah. two weeks ago. That was horrible. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and if you're in Minnesota and want to see any of the games, SeatGeek is the best place for you. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. Plus, you can get $10 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. Real quick, yep. I want to say shout-out David Ortiz. We never addressed this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That kind of fell in between episodes. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows at this point he's going to be all right. All that. That's, that's such a relief. Absolutely, yeah. It's crazy. Like, all these I, reports coming out about the whole story of, like, the hit that was put on him. There are, like, there's been 10 people arrested. There's a ton more suspects. I don't know what is going on or why anyone would want to kill him. 
but yeah, I'm just glad I, he's okay. Yeah, that was a really strange night because the Bruins were they were blowing out the yeah they were blowing out the Blues, but I didn't really care. I was just I didn't on even watch the third period. All it night, was on. Yeah. I had no clue what happened. Also, quick shout out to the Bruins. Great season, <laughs> did us proud. Not the way we wanted to end, but you know, I mean that that uh that no call on the trip, you know that that hurt us a little bit in Game Five. Yeah. I don't know if it cost us the game, but it certainly played a role. Yeah. So it's all good. We'll be back next year. Blues got their ring. They won't get another one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the dog's pissed about it too. So, <laughs> yeah, that was tough, but, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. We'll be back next year. Mm-hmm. We should, oh. you know, it'd be sick if we went to a game and gave like commentary on it. So, what we did a couple weeks ago for the Houston series. But live at a game? Yeah, it'd be kind of sick. Oh, a podcast live at the game. Yeah. That could be fun. That'd be pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And then we can use Seat Geek to buy tickets. That's true. We can get $10 off. Of, I don't know if it's 10 or 20 Some like No one uses it, first of all, so I don't really know. <laughs> um, but also, Section 10 said it's $10 but now? It's 20 it's still twenty. Is it twenty? I let me let me check. I don't know, but I, I think it is. I might just put into the ad read, use this code to get some money off. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me let me check. Oh, uh, port from Christopher Smith. The Red Sox will stay away from Brandon Workman today. Oh. So hopefully, we have enough of a lead. All right, dugout is oh, twenty dollars off. What? Red Sox will stay away from Brandon Workman and Walden. It has to be the perfect situation. Oh, so basically, we just don't have a bullpen tonight. Well, who's on? Is do we got porch lights? We have porch lights tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rick Porcello. If I mean, if he knows that he has to go out there and get innings, I think he will. Mm-hmm. But dugout yeah. is twenty dollars off any eligible purchase over thirty dollars. Section ten is twenty off. Of, I, I, you know what, you know what, I, I won't advertise that here. It <laughs> is for uh, dugout is twenty dollars off thirty. That's new. It's wait, be, what? It's twenty dollars off of a purchase over thirty. Oh, it used to be twenty off of any eligible purchase over twenty one. Wait, does it still have to be your first purchase? Yes. So I don't know why they didn't tell me this. Yeah. Did you see that Chris Sale was um, on an electric scooter going around Baltimore after the game yesterday? No. But Someone tweeted I can that actually to Travis. That. Someone I tweeted that to him and he retweeted it. That makes That's so much sick. sense, though. It would. It does make sense. <laughs> I could almost see see him doing it wearing that fedora that the Orioles gave away. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. The orange. Those are pretty cool, by the way. That's a they cool were giveaway. pretty cool. Oh, by the way, uh, first off, we got to get Steve back here someday, but he really blew it on that JD home run. Oh, he yeah. Blew it. He yeah. blew it. He had, a, he had a perfect shot at catching that. He was right rest. there. He was right there. He, that's why you got to, I don't know, use your hat, bring a glove. I don't know. You blew yeah, it, that Steve. Was, that was bad. You blew it. <laughs> that, I mean, he was perfect. You got a chance to catch a JD home run, and you blew it. 
Also, he looked like a goon with his hat backwards. I tweeted that to him. He liked it. Uh, well, that'll do it for now. Uh, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Hopefully, we'll get back in the studio. Um, but, yeah. See you next week. Bye.